0: Um, We are back for another episode of the Benchmob Podcast. What's up with you, Brody? How you living, man?
1: Doing good. Chilling. Trying to stay cool right now. I mean, the heat is crazy. I'm trying to stay inside as long as possible. If The heat's going to be barking at me like this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, I've been trying to just have a fan, but... A.C. had to come on. A.C. had to come on. <laughs> I've been trying to save money. Like, nah, we could just use a fan. You're good. You know, married yeah. life. We can walk around naked. We straight. Ain't nobody here. We ain't got no kids, no nothing like that. But the A.C. still is needed. It, it's, been, yeah. it's been rough these couple of days. I'm looking for one of these rainy days to cool it down. But we're going to start off with, um, recently, it's been out for a little bit, but we watched... Um, a Kid from Coney Island, which is about a documentary about Stephon Marbury. Starberry. What was your initial thoughts from a uh, Kid from Coney Island?
1: I thought it was dope. I, I, I liked it. Um, it gave you a different perspective on Stefan Marbury. One that most people didn't even know, wouldn't even see unless you knew people from Coney Island. That's, it gives you that in-depth look at the man and what what happened in high school, what happened in college, like stuff growing up that affected him to the point of where, you know, he lost it a little bit, but he came back. He came back in China and his impact over there was crazy. It's a lot more than what it was in the NBA, that's for sure. Even though, I can't lie, Steph was one of those guys back in the day, one of those point guards, like, the new age type of point guards, the the scoring type. He would he would kill if he
0: was playing over here, right now. But his game, what for sure.
1: Something for me that I took away from him is
0: like I didn't know he had three other brothers that was supposed to go to the
1: league. I heard of that because growing like, up, like following like New York sports, like you just hear about that that stuff. My pops would always tell me about that too.
0: Well, you you a Knicks fan, so. <laughs>
1: I follow all New York sports: high school, college, and the pros. That's that's clear though.
0: Uh, Yeah, I for the most part (laughs) Yankees. That's it. Yankees. Um, yeah, uh, they took away the Nets when the Nets was good. I was a Lakers fan, so. Nets. (laughs) Hey, my only issue with y'all, right? For the Giants, the Jets, specifically. They
1: play in Jersey. Yeah, we get it. We get it. But it's always been like this. So we can't change it now. That's fine. Then
0: I make sure that I change who I like. I just, I can't stand that. The Giants won won the Super Bowls. I'm thinking, I'm young. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a parade in Jersey. No, the parade was in New York. (laughs) I've heard on Monday Night Football that time, they'll say that, yeah, we're coming from you live from New York. No. You at Caucus, New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Give Jersey some love. Thanks. Um, I think it was dope, too. They had cameos from everybody. Cameron, Ray Allen, Stephen A. That's
1: because Cameron he played with Marbury. He played back then. I think they were on the same high school team, too. That's how you know that, like, a lot of people knew about Marbury back then. Like, they knew he was the truth. Even that whole like rivalry with him and Felipe Lopez, who people thought he was going to be the next Jordan, <laughs> the Dominican Jordan, but it didn't. It didn't work. But yeah, Steph I, made it.
0: We see in history how when you try to compare people to MJ, it, it didn't really turn out well for a lot of them. Like, oh, this is going to be the next MJ. You can't just be throwing that one around. That because. I think he might. He maybe would have made it, but that was added pressure on top of it. He's the next MJ. That's that's asking for a lot.
1: Not many people can meet those expectations. Like LeBron, I mean, he's one of the few who was a top player and you know front page of Sports Illustrated in like sophomore year of high school. Not many people can do that, and and. That pressure is just too much sometimes.
0: And by the way, he speaking of Bron, yo, that picture he posted year seventeen, he looked better than a lot of these twenty-one year olds and no cat. I yeah, mean, he
1: had four months to recharge. <laughs> he
0: he really is built different, bro. To seventeen years in any profession, and you still at the peak, that says
1: a lot. I still think Clippers might take them, yo, because Clippers are deep. I know you don't want to hear that, but Clippers are deep.
0: Speaking of um, (laughs) being at the peak, part of Marbury's peak, when he first came in the league, he was with KG. As we saw on the the film, you know they broke up due to, I guess you would say, money. Due to money, KG got the big contract, and then the next year, Marbury was put. uh, They had the rookie minimum and how much they could make and salary cap and all those types of things. How far do you think
1: that duo could have gone if they stayed together? I think they could have something. I don't know if they were going to be good enough to beat the Spurs or the Lakers, teams like that in the West. Like they were going to be good, they were going to make the playoffs. Every year, but I mean that's just not enough for for people in all these towns and cities. I feel like that's the same thing people wonder with Penny and and Shaq. Like, what could they have done? They made a finals run with them two in the first like three years of them playing together. So you wonder what Marbury and KG could have done if they had some time. But I mean that's the thing with these small towns. They They don't. They're not bringing in the money that like a New York team or L.A. team is going to bring in, so they don't have the money to pay all these guys what they want. I mean, KG was always going to be the focal point of Minnesota. So he was getting the bag, and I guess the offer that they gave Marbury wasn't good enough, and I don't blame him for leaving. (laughs) If you're not going to pay me what I'm worth, I'm going to go get it somewhere else.
0: I mean, I think even like his brother pointed it out, though, he told him not to leave. I think it would have been the smartest thing would have actually been for him to um, stay in the paid and be able to get, you know, the endorsements and everything also come from winning. Everything, the money probably could have been made up off the court. Exactly. You stay with KG. They add a couple more pieces, who knows I think they would have been something to, to behold something to deal with those two point guard who could finish and be a closer and kg
1: probably the second best power forward of all time like oh that's crazy if they could have kept that together exactly <laughs> what, like what if <laughs>
0: I I get to his mindset. They was kind of saying, like, yo, I'm taking all the big shots. Why am I not getting paid the big Mm -hmm. money? Same kind of thing with Shaq and Kobe. Shaq was dominant. He just couldn't knock down free throws. Mm -hmm. Hey, play your role. Get it. I, I get it. It's Kobe. But, hey, quarters one through three, get it to Shaq. That whole fourth quarter pretty much is yours, and you can score easier when you got a KG, a Kobe with Shaq. You could get the first three quarters just by – they're going double team when you're going to get open shots. By the fourth quarter, now you're talking about you got 18, 20 points. You go drop 10 more points in the fourth quarter. You close the game out 30, 35 clip every night, and it's ease is not as much work. Where you know once Kobe was by himself or Marberry's by himself, where you got a near score, rebound, assist, and play lockup. But he was young. So I, I I get it. I get it. Who would you say is like your top five NBA duos of all time?
1: Uh top five. I couldn't even think of the order, but I know the that- the top 5 for me I'm not I'm not saying the order I mean clearly Kobe and Shaq should definitely be in there I mean Scotty and Jordan uh who else Wilt and Jerry West I mean the titles speak for themselves uh, That's that's 3 I, guys, right That's 3 Huh. I'm missing somebody. I know it. I want to say Braun and Wade, but I don't think they're they're high enough on that list. They, they didn't win enough. I'm gonna put Tim Tim and Tony Parker in there too. All right, that's four. Um, and Magic Magic and uh, Kareem. Almost forgot.
0: <laughs> I would <laughs>
1: kill okay. myself if I forgot that too.
0: Magic that's one. Magic Kareem, Kobe Shaq, Jordan Pippen. And then that's where it kind of get a little hard where you could kind of mm-hmm. throw anybody in there.
1: I know the old heads would want to throw like Bill Russell and Bob Cousy in there, but mm-hmm. I mean, none of us saw them play. So it was kind of tough to you know relate to that.
0: <laughs> I didn't really see them play. But the highlights I've seen, I got to throw in there for my guards, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars.
1: I was thinking that, too. I was like, Isaiah was tough. Joe was tough.
0: I got to throw them in there. And another old one, they was just exciting. Of course, they ran into the Bulls and wasn't able to get
1: a ring together. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. That was a good that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, the Seattle Supersonics. Good. They were exciting as heck to watch. They were. Uh, you could throw like I don't I'm trying to think. I might even throw like West, uh, Westbrook and K D over Damn them, man. honestly. Cause that duo was nice and if they could have figured it out, hey, they should have won a couple championships.
0: For sure. I'm surprised, I mean, you ain't seen them, but honorable mention, you know, your Knicks days, Willis
1: Reed, Walt Frazier. I, I thought about being funny and throwing that in there, but <laughs> they're not top five. They, won't, they I think they're top ten, but not top five.
0: Oh, man. Um, guess another one you could throw in there. Mm. I don't, I, I'm thinking about some of the teams that ran into might you got Karl Malone, John Stockton.
1: I thought of them too.
0: Just off of John Stockton Lee and the NBA and assist the pick and roll, pick and pop. They was the orig- they have to be the viewed as the originators, the Godfathers of the pick and roll mean, yeah. between them two. Who would you? Who was with Chuck? Who would be the? Did he really have a duo, Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, maybe
1: in Phoenix? Uh, uh, who is the duo? I wouldn't even. I don't even think he had one. I mean, wasn't he in Houston? Was Was he? No, he he wasn't there for those championship runs when Clyde got there.
0: Nah, no. that's what I'm saying. I I know he made a run with Phoenix and ran into Mike, but I don't think he had a. a...
1: I don't. Yeah, I can't remember any. Any, like uh, cool
0: players, but I don't think I could put anybody on there as, hey, that was his Robin.
1: No. I
0: don't think so. But speaking of Charles Charles Barkley, uh, good old Chuck, he made a bold prediction. If the Blazers are healthy and if they are able to get into that AC spot, he believes they will shock the world and beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round tell me what are your um your thoughts on this hot take if there was ever a wonder of what hot take is this would be i think a picture in the dictionary hot take
1: i mean i could i can imagine what you think you you're not you're not going with that prediction but
0: you might be surprised you might be surprised what i what i think on it
1: but honestly it's not It's not the worst take in the world just because, like, this team, when they were healthy, they made it to the conference finals last year. So, I mean, Lakers are nice. They added AD this year. So that kind of takes away some of that from the the Trailblazers. But they got guys on that team. They got Melo. I'll mention Melo. That's my guy. Um, They got CJ Dame been playing great this year so and they got Nurkic coming back too so they're all these guys are getting healthy at the right time they still got wing shooters and bench players too so it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy for the Lakers I don't think because I mean they lost Rondo Avery Bradley that's huge that's uh, that might be the biggest loss bigger than Rondo honestly because he's he was one of the best defenders on the team he's He was starting to come back towards the end of the year. He was playing well. But I don't know. And then you're adding, like, new guys like Jr. And he hasn't played in, like, a year and a half. And he's hoping. Deion Waiters, too. They haven't played in a minute. So we got to see. But, I mean, hey, it should be fun. I'm just looking forward to some basketball, finally.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't think – It is a hot take, but I don't think he's far off.
1: I don't don't
0: think they're going to actually win. But just going down their roster, you got Hassan Whiteside, Gary Trent Jr., Dane, CJ, Nurkic coming back, as you mentioned, Rodney Hood. They got Mario Hazonia. Zach Collins is coming back also. And you got Melo. What I think is going to end up happening is like, if anything, it'll expose how the bench for L.A. is not
1: deep. That's that a- comes down to that trade. That trade kind of like wiped them out, and it's kind of like a Hail Mary for this season because if A.D. doesn't sign, that trade <laughs> that, that, that might go down as one of the worst trades to, to do. Because You lost all that draft capital, plus you lost B.I., who's balling this year. You lost Lonzo, who – that was a terrible – part of the trade is giving him up because he's – people don't realize the impact that Lonzo has on the court. Like, they they see the box score and they think, like, oh, he only has six points. Well, I mean, he also has, like, four or five steals, and he's locking up on defense. So, that's another option that they, they lost. But, I mean, it's tough to complain when you got the best power forward in the game, so. Yeah, uh,
0: Lonzo plays a big role. Mm-hmm that a lot of people don't – the thing I think with them is they check the, you know, the box score, but it's like, all right, on a team with B.I., Zion, you got J.J. Redick on the squad, Josh Hart,
1: Holiday, like, we got all these guys.
0: He's not going to be getting that many buckets. He had – look, you're going to get probably five, six shots a game. You got to knock, knock those down. Nobody's going to be six for six, so he's probably going to give you two, three out of six on that. He's going to probably give you five to six assists. Again, Drew Holiday is still there handling the rock. So it's not like it's, all right, this is Lonzo's team. I think if you put him on a team where he's the focal point or he's the main point guard, like a Phoenix Suns, he would probably average 12, 15 assists with a Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, those type, but he's on a team that's stacked. He's just playing his role. I'm going to play defense. Whenever I get a chance to shoot, I'm going to shoot.
1: That's the thing, yo, because he just plays his role. He doesn't try to do too much out there. He's not gonna. He's not like. I don't want to pick on Lamelo, but Lamelo chucks sometimes. He gets into this like shooting match with himself. Like I gotta, I gotta hit as many shots from here as possible. It feels like, and Zoe is not not like that. He's he's playing within the offense. He's playing to his strengths with which is passing. Like, passing is like the strongest part of his game. I mean, he could shoot. A little bit now, but he's, I wouldn't consider him like a JJ Reddick type shooter. So okay. that's still that's still something he got to work on. But hey,
0: <laughs> not yet. Um, what you think? Speaking of the uh, the ball brothers, what you think about Jello? You think Jello got a chance? You know, before the uh, before COVID, he was uh, signed to the OKC uh, Thunder. Their
1: He practice squad of the G League.
0: he got he got the he got on the he got a spot on the G League, right? Oh, he did. Okay, right before COVID, he was on he on the G League. You think he has a a legitimate shot to actually get in
1: to the league? I mean, he didn't play any games in the G League, so we don't even know if he can play at the G League level. So i I'd rather see him play there first before I say he could join the NBA. Because if you can't play there, then your best bet's going overseas and. I know his dad's not gonna be happy about that. <laughs> hey,
0: people knock Lamelo a lot, but if he able, if Jello is playing well in um, the G League, y'all know y'all you're not, you're not gonna hear the end of it. It wasn't exactly how he planned, but y'all will not hear the end of it. He told y'all he was gonna get all three boys in the league. If Jello yeah. gets in, <laughs> forget it, y'all. Y'all think he talking now? Oh, my gosh. He's not going to shut up. One of the things I read, though, because because of LeVar, there's some reports, specifically like your Knicks team, where they're saying because of COVID and we're not able to do workouts, it might make his stock drop because of the variable of an uncontrollable LeVar ball. As a GM, an owner, the talent that LaMelo is, do you, hey, take that chance as they view it to draft them still high? Or do you, a, hey, you got to drop because your pops is out of control. He can't be controlled.
1: I mean, that's kind of like – I'm not going to say unimportant, but, I mean, if a kid can play, I don't really care if his dad is doing comedy shows. In in Manhattan, I don't care. It's like if Lamelo can play ball, then you pick him. That's simple. I don't think he's gonna drop at all. I think he's like one or two in this draft. Like if he doesn't go number one, he goes number two because he's, he's just different. Like his passing is different. It's some that's that's the thing that uh, Lonzo and Lamelo they got down pat. They know how to pass the ball. They see the ball. I mean, they see see the the cutters. They got good court awareness, so I think you you just kind of have to take the father with the kids because that's how it is. I mean, he hasn't really talked this year with Lonzo playing in, in New Orleans, so maybe that, that happens if LaMelo goes to wherever he goes. I mean, hopefully hopefully it's in in New York, but <laughs> we'll see about that one.
0: I mean, I think when it comes to that <clears> – <throat> There's people that are paid to make articles and write about players. And to me, it's just like, it's another day. If LeVar is like, yo, Lonzo's teammates suck. I don't see why it affects yeah. people so much, at least in the league. Like, bruh, he's one of many that's your critics, that's going to write articles and say something
1: it's social media, it's the social media age, like exactly it, would this have been going on back in the eighties or the nineties when like Jordan was playing or magic was playing, like would people care as much like it's not unless you see it on the news or in a newspaper, you're not going to see it back then, but now you go on your phone and Twitter and Instagram, and like you'll see videos of him saying all this stuff, so it's kind of you can't even get away from it. then people tag you in it so it's a little different now than it was back then but i just think that i don't i don't know it shouldn't affect people as much as it does i mean he's <laughs> he's funny i i like lebar i find it when cool. he's not when he's not doing the most and saying like he would beat jordan in a one on one or all this stuff when he's when he's just leaving it to basketball like i respect it cuz he did let, he did train them and he yeah, got two boys, two boys to the NBA, so you can't really fault him on that. That's a success story, if I'm, if I'm being correct.
0: I mean, I think it's genius marketing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it really boils down to. And his heart is of hearts. He know he couldn't beat Mike in his heyday. He can't beat Mike now. Nah. No. I, I'm pretty sure he knows that in his heart is a heart. But y'all tune in
1: though. Y'all watching. They, they still write about it. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing. So you can't even knock them because you're just gonna keep feeding into them. If you if you stop playing it, if you stop doing it like if you wanted to ice out six nine, don't put his music on the radio. <laughs> that's it. Like people talk about him so much, that's how he, he, he builds his image, and that's how he's so like famous. And that's the same thing with LeBar Ball you talk about him so much and it's kind of like yeah he's almost more famous than his kids at this point
0: that's the thing it's free pop and is he's such a huge personality mm-hmm. these shows kind of have no choice not to you feel me maybe what's trending right now levar ball i guess we gotta talk about it again even if it's for five ten minutes all you're doing is hoping Bill. The ball, family brand, even more.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think it's a win-win for him when, he, when these things happen. Um, <laughs> transitioning into some football, we don't have any football yet. You know, I see a lot of the players still making tweets and posts about how they don't feel safe. There hasn't been any clear-cut instructions on how they're going to do safety. For the players, training camps really haven't opened it up. Um, and out of all the sports, this is one of the biggest sports where it's going to be extremely hard because it's so much physical contact. This is, in practice, in training camp, it's a fumble. It's eight people trying to go towards that ball. One of those players got COVID. Now all eight of them, like, you feel me? Like, that's...
1: And that's yeah. why it's so funny because They're not in a bubble. They can go home. They just got to – I don't know if they have to get tested every day or not, if that's set in stone, but it's like, what's the plan here? We don't – they had all this time. We've known about this since March, February, and it's July now, almost like a week until training camp, and they haven't – they don't really have a plan set in stone. So that's why I feel like it might get pushed back. Until they they really figure it out how how they're gonna play football this year because uh, you've already seen college like some of the leagues canceled football in all fall sports yep for the whole fall winter se- session so it's like what what has the NFL really done to make all these players feel comfortable because I mean just like the NBA had their issue with it like they're thinking about their family they're not trying to bring stuff back home with them and get their family sick which which it's understandable
0: yeah russell wilson him and sierra about to have another kid Mm -hmm. they've been getting busy so (laughs) (laughs)
1: you know what that chance
0: back home get sierra or the baby god forbid with COVID. so i completely get it the right now from what it's looking like on the outside looking in the only football we're going to get is Madden. We're going to have to play out the season on Madden. And that's the closest thing we're going to get towards football. And, and Madden, at least, you don't got to worry about nobody getting COVID. Everybody's straight. You can play online. Russell Wilson could be playing the 49ers from home in Seattle.
1: It's
0: been a debate, just like every time any sports uh, – Game comes out as debates on the ratings. Players are upset. Um, I saw a tweet. Your boy Le'Veon Bell was upset about not being ranked in the top ten running backs. He even went as far as to say, yo, when I kick up, don't give me an upgrade in week six. Don't change my rating keep that same energy.
1: I feel him, though. Are you
0: going to talk (laughs) – We'll start off with the quarterbacks. Um, any of them, you feel their rating is off. Maybe it's too high. Of course, you got Mahomes, number one at 99. Russell Wilson is second with a 97. Lamar Jackson is 94. Drew Brees at 93. Tom Brady is 90. That's the top five. After that is Aaron Rodgers at an 89 and so forth. Anybody you see on there. With the the QBs, that's a little off.
1: I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely too low, and he shouldn't be below a ninety. I mean, uh, how do we drop Aaron Rodgers below a ninety in Madden? Like, what did he do to to make people think he fell off? Like, he just led his team to the the NFC Championship game. Exactly, and he doesn't even have any weapons besides the running back and Devontae Adams. He doesn't have anybody out there really to throw to. So, and he's still throwing less than like five interceptions a season. So what, what maybe, makes people think a, that he's not
0: – You know, maybe they, they, he got no weapons, so his numbers are going to go down,
1: maybe. I, mean, I guess, but how, I don't get how you could do that. You're supposed to go off of like last season. It's not like anything we, – we've seen anything to change our minds on – if he's good or not. I mean, I I think he's better than Tom Brady right now.
0: I thought Tom Brady would have dropped after last season. Not saying that he wouldn't be a top 10, but maybe he would be an 89 or 88. I saw this is Tom Brady's 18th straight year with a 90 overall rating at least in Madden, 18 straight years. I would have thought this year would have dropped back down. For me, everything else seems... Legit though,
1: Mahomes. I mean, Deshaun Watson maybe a little higher than what he is. He's eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine.
0: Yeah, I would have, but like I said, Mahomes ninety nine. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. I think that top three right there is pretty, pretty solid right there. Um, When we go to the running backs,
1: I, I, ah. Some know. questionable ratings in that one.
0: Chris McCaffrey is a 99 overall, one of the few 99s in the game. Derrick Henry's a 93. Nick Chubb's a 92. My man Zeke's a 92. Saquon's a 91. Dalvin Cook is a 91. Aaron Jones is a 90. Then you have Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, and Alvin Kamara balancing out that top 10 list right there. I'm going to just start off
1: I I can't see Christian McCaffrey being a 99. I can. not He's the best running back in the game right now.
0: 97.
1: And a 97 like he, he had a thousand a thousand I think. He he was unstoppable last year. And I, it's not like you didn't know who was getting the ball. I mean the Panthers yeah, they weren't they weren't one of the more talented teams last year so it's not like I'm afraid of somebody on the, the outside. But he like McCaffrey, was, he had a great season.
0: I'm not giving him that 99 to get that, that perfect score in
1: Madden. Not yet. But look who he had to do it with. He didn't have Cam for the whole season, basically. He had Kyle Allen, who, I mean, he did a, a decent job, but <laughs> – I wouldn't really feel confident in him being my quarterback, and that's why they went and got Teddy Bridgewater. So it's like, I get why he's a 99. He's the best running back in the game last year, best player at your position.
0: I definitely say he's the best running back. I just won't give him that 99. You said there were some questions. What's your questions in uh, this running back list? Outside of I could assume Le'Veon Bell. Outside of Le'Veon Bell.
1: I mean, Le'Veon could be a little higher, but I get it. Like, he didn't really have a good season last year, and that's what they're basing it off of. So can't really be too mad. Maybe, like, a little bit of respect on my name is more of what he's mad about, more so than, like, the the ranking and the rating. Because I'm sure there's a lot of running backs out there who, if they were put in that same position that he was dealt last year with the Jets, I don't know. They wouldn't have put up the numbers that they – they did with these teams. So. I, give,
0: I give him mad kudos for even going to the Jets, knowing he knew going into it, it was going to be a struggle-type season. The
1: he went because it was the money. They paid him what he yeah. wanted, and that he, was it. I he mean, had,
0: He had to know. He wasn't getting the same numbers. It wasn't going to be a breakout year like in, in Pittsburgh. You guys are rebuilding. So, he had to know that much of a short. So, I give him respect for that. Um, and staying, you know, some stars be like, all right, I'm getting traded because I'm not getting my numbers. But I digress. Who else? Well,
1: Saquon. Saquon is another one. I think that he shouldn't be that low. I think he's – if he's healthy, I think he's the best running back in the game, honestly. Top three. Uh, I mean, I think he's the best running back in the game if he's healthy. Like, he's just different. He runs for power. And then he's faster than all your D backs, so you're not catching him in the open field. And he was gonna have a huge year last year before he got hurt. So it's kind of like you put him below. Name some some of those names again. I mean, D- I get Derek Derek Henry. Derrick Henry. That's
0: that's what I'm saying. If healthy, right now he's top three in my opinion. If healthy, now you got that debate of top two with him and Christian McCaffrey. As a Cowboys fan, I am very nervous every time we play the Giants because at any point, Saquon could have 16 yards in the first three quarters and break out for a 90-yard run. Like, at any point. We could win the game. And it still will make us look bad. Saquon had 150 yards rushing and 70 yards receiving. Dang.
1: Saquon, different. What do you think about Zeke, though? Because – I mean, he he sounded like he was motivated by something the other day. He was tweeting a lot. He, he took offense to something.
0: I think he in the right spot. I, I He still has been consistent. What I saw some people saying, like, in regards of the breakout runs over 20 yards, he didn't have as many last year. 92, is it that much to complain about? I don't think so, me personally. No. Look, people got enough sense to make sure you're higher than Dak, because we know how you're more important than Dak. So, I would, exactly. I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm, I don't see nothing wrong with him being a 92. If you put anything higher, might've been drinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got Michael Thomas, 99. DeAndre Hopkins, 98. Chris Godwin, 97. Julio Jones, in 96. Allen Robinson, the second, with a 96 also. Adam Dillon, with a 95. Cooper Cup with a 95. Robert Woods, with a 94. Devontae Adams and Emmanuel Sanders, also with 94s to round out that top twin. I don't see much wrong with this. Michael Thomas is a 99, the only thing that I would bring up, I forgot who he had this discussion with, if he was in another system without a Drew Brees and without getting 25, targets. 25 targets,
1: Yeah,
0: does he put out this type of production? I don't think so.
1: Well, no, of course not, but I'm sure all the receivers that you named on that list are jealous of getting the ball as much as he does, because that's what the receivers want. They want the ball in their hands to make plays. So, I mean, that's what the, the Saints do. They do a good job of getting him quick passes to get the ball in his hands and make something happen. But I feel like Devontae Adams is just too low on that list. And Chris Godwin's good, but – 97. A 97? A ninety-seven. And they already put him above Mike Evans, one, and Julio. That's what I had an issue with is how can anybody really be better than Julio? And if he's healthy, he's the that's best receiver league. in the game, I think. The top I've always said this. Michael Thomas, Hopkins,
0: and Julio Jones. And you always debate, all right, again, who's healthy this year? All right. And that's where you gotta I don't see how Julio's not in there. I don't see. They didn't mention Mike Evans.
1: Ah. I just think those numbers, like the overalls for those players, are a little high. I don't get how they can all be like 95 and above, like that many receivers. Like, hey, Rob- if that was the case, they'd all be putting up Michael Thomas numbers like that. I mean, the numbers up that way, Gronkowski yeah. took
0: some time off and comes back and gets a
1: ninety-five off the rip. It's more like a respect, I feel like, because hey, he how he wasn't how, doing much when he left. That's how, the thing; he how wasn't a ninety-five when he left.
0: How we doing the respect thing? You feel me? Like that's why I can see where Le'Veon Bell is at. Like, all right, so y'all really we put the respect on Ronkowski's name, and he hops back in after what a year year and a half two years off and yeah. he's already top 3 titan that's uh a big jump right there we're going to transition to defense uh just go through a little uh some spots top pass rushers deserving deserving Aaron Donald 99 JJ Watt 98 Khalil Mack with a 97 Von Miller at a 97 Fletcher Cox with a 96 Cameron Jordan also with a 96 you got Chandler Jones with a 95 Calais Campbell with a 95 also Miles Garrett 93 and Chris Jones to end up at number 10 with a 92 as I started off by saying Aaron O'Donnell deserves that hands down yeah Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt when he's healthy Top two, guaranteed. Khalil Mack, I don't see nothing wrong with that top three right there.
1: I mean, the list overall, that that's one of the ones where it's just like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't really debate with that. Miles yeah. Garrett in the top ten, that's perfect. Just got that big contract. Cameron Ooh. Jordan... Calais Campbell, Chandler Jones, that's your top sack leaders right there pretty much, that top ten right there. Mm -hmm. Looking at your defensive backs, Uh, Stephen Gilmore got a 99, Jalen Ramsey got a 94, Richard Sherman with that 92, you got Jair Alexander with a 90, Tredavious White also has a 90, you got Marlon Humphrey, Casey Hayward Jr., Byron Jones, Darius Slay, and Patrick Peterson to round out that top ten. That's just in the defensive backs. Um, any takeaways? Any additions to that top ten?
1: No, that I don't have a problem with the D backs either, but the safeties I do.
0: Yeah, that's that's the next thing we don't know we're going go to. We're going to end off with a. Uh, the safeties, Uh number one, Jamal Adams, ninety six. I can't disagree with that. Um, and re- forget Matt and, and
1: Life. Uh, oh, so they they changed it. Oh, before when they had it, he was lower than a couple guys on the list. So I, no, they, <laughs> I was a little, I was a little surprised. And
0: <laughs> I guess they heard and they changed it. Keanu Neal at a ninety five. Harrison Smith ninety three. Landon Collins a ninety three. Um, DJ Swearinger Sr., Carl Joseph, Derwin James Jr., Kenny Vaccaro, Josh Jones, and Trey Boston to round out the top ten. Um, they got the top one right with Jamal Adams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Landon Collins, I might.
1: He's Let a nice. down a little bit. I don't know. Landon Collins, I think. He's not good in coverage, so that kind of shouldn't. That's sh- he shouldn't have, He shouldn't be that high on this list. I don't think. That's a
0: that's a good point.
1: Um... Like that's the difference between like him and like a Jamal Adams. Like Jamal, he he does everything. Like I'm sure his his pass pass rush rating is high too. Maybe not like Avon Von Miller, but he's one of the best D backs or safeties rushing the passer. He had like seven sacks last year. So he. He's kind of an all around safety. He doesn't get the picks numbers like some of these other guys do, but I mean nobody's really throwing his way right now. He he's step for step with most of these guys.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's sometimes tough with once you get the label of being a lockdown corner, you don't really get thrown at your, your way anymore. So you can't get interceptions like Sherman. Darrell Reeves, when he's in the league, he would still get interceptions, but
1: for the most part. QBs were just dumb.
0: And- yeah, they would test it. But for the most part, Deion Sanders, they're shutting down that half of the field. It, mm-hmm. Wherever they're at, you're not throwing to that way. So I know that's tough to get numbers like that, uh, Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, even Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, if you were smart, you're not throwing their way. No. Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu would still, you know, get interceptions because it would be, hey, I'm going to force this pass. Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, you not you, – you Sean Taylor, rest, is, rest in peace. Like, those type of players, they shut down the field. And then you, you can't do nothing about that.
1: But – I still feel like Jamal got another level he could reach. I feel like because he was near the line of scrimmage a lot last season. So – Imagine when he doesn't have to be used as a pass rusher because we don't have any. Like <laughs> that's what we're waiting for is some some help off, off the edge. So if he could just play safety, I feel like the picks will will come, but it'll crease. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's the as of right now, unless we see something different. That is the closest we will be getting towards football this year. Um <laughs> I personally will be buying Madden when it does come out, cause that's the closest we're gonna get to football for me. I won't
1: for the receiver. I'm just trying to rethink. Did you even name Tyreek Hill in that top top list of receivers?
0: I don't think he was on there. I'm a double. I'm a double check. That's a good, that's a good point.
1: I don't know why that just randomly came to me, but. It's crazy if he's not in that top, top five range. I think Madden, you you wilding if you're putting Chris Godwin and Mike Evans above Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill.
0: So, you know, Tyreek Hill is number four overall. They don't well,
1: who's ha- ahead of him, though? Who's They got...
0: Michael Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. They don't have him as a top 10 in catching when they oh, do okay. the uh, the actual, which to me still don't make sense. But when he, in regards to specifically the catching attribute, he's not top 10 in that, um, which I still think yeah, would be top. Yeah, that's questionable, yeah. Either way... There's some questionable um <laughs> with Matt and on this one, but this is the end of this episode right here of the Benchmark Podcast. We are on all streaming platforms. Check us out on YouTube, subscribe, everything like that. COVID is still going on, so make sure y'all stay safe out there. Uh, make sure you put your mask on. Yep. Going out, keep your six feet distance, all of that good stuff. But Benchmark, we out, peace, peace.